0: This is a weird and difficult and exciting book about a weird and difficult and exciting person trying to grow up in a world that isn't worthy of her and almost managing to keep her integrity. This is from chapter four. Speak, I must. I had been trodden on severely and must turn, but how? How? What strength had I to dart retaliation at my antagonist? I gathered my energies and launched them in this blunt sentence. I am not deceitful. If I were, I should say I loved you, but I declare I do not love you. I dislike you the worst of anybody in the world except John Reed. And this book about the liar you may give to your girl Georgiana, for it is she who tells lies, and not I.
1: Welcome to Anything But Silent, from the British Library. In our previous episode, we brought you a collection of stories discussing themes of liberty and freedom, from the time-old manuscripts of Magna Carta to children's story time at Her Majesty's Prison, Nottingham. If you missed that, I suggest you go back and start at the beginning. But in this, the first of our accompanying mini-episodes, titled Joining the Library, we're inviting guest voices to talk about the writing that has set them on a new path the literary moments that have made them, and the library books they've struggled to take back. So, um,
0: I'm Laurie Penny. I'm a writer and a journalist, and I've written several books about politics and feminism. The latest one is called Bitch Doctrine, and I'm currently out in L.A. being a screenwriter, which is um, interesting and unexpected. When I first discovered this book, I was, I think, about 10 years old. And I, we'd moved out of London, my family, and we were living down in Sussex. And I was, um, I was a nervous child. I was a nervous, sensitive, rather unhappy kid. Just one of those kids who always thinks too much about everything. And, of course, I was horribly bullied at school and very shy and quite lonely and I spent most of my time reading. And um, some of the earliest pictures of me are of me uh, in a large refrigerator box, uh, which I'd commandeered, just filled it up with books, and and I wouldn't come out of it. And I've actually built a career for myself in which I don't have to come out of the box full of books, which um, which has worked out quite nicely, thankfully. So the book I've chosen is Jane Eyre, by Charlotte Bronte, published in 1847. And how do I describe this book? It is about a young orphan girl who is bullied and abused by her adoptive family and then goes off to a terrible boarding school and then becomes a governess, and there's a big romance, sort of a romance with the guy who's employing her, Mr. Rochester. But that's not really what the book is about. That's just the events in the book. What it's actually about is a young woman trying to preserve her integrity and live in a way that is authentic to her, despite the pressures of class and despite living within a patriarchy and despite being abused and gaslit, It's a complex and rich novel of the interior. Um, But one thing it definitely isn't, to my mind, is a romance. It's not a love story. Well, it's a love story between Jane and herself, basically. It's how she learns to respect herself. And the famous line, reader, I married him, which is not actually the last line of the book. A lot of people think it is. The reason that's important and was very important at the time is because it's an active statement. I married him. There's agency here, and this book was, at the time, this book was considered really radical. But I think on an emotional level, it's still really quite a radical book, although obviously in its own ways also very problematic. (laughs) Mm, This book changed me. I would actually say that Jane Eyre has changed me several times, because I come back to this novel every few years and every time I find something different in it, and of course there are lots and lots of parts of this book which are problematic. This book is a couple of hundred years old, you know, I'm going to spoil it, I'm sorry. Yet, spoiler alert, the guy she falls in love with already married and he's keeping his wife in the attic, his first wife, who is apparently mad. And there was a huge parallel between Jane, the young Jane, who was locked in this red room by her aunt and left to have a sort of mental breakdown in this room. She has this screaming fit and faints. And then a few chapters later, you see Bertha Mason, the first wife, the madwoman in the attic, locked in this room, just locked inside herself and melting down in this these fits of passion when I was preparing for this podcast I, I described the story to a friend of mine who had never read it and who didn't know the story at all and I was saying, oh no, no, it's fine because at the end, you know, the, the the mad wife dies in a fire that she sets, she tries to burn down his house, it's very exciting and then Mr. Rochester, he's all burned up, he's blind, he's lost a hand and, and then she marries him and my friend was like, hang on, hold on this is a happy ending but let me go back to the part where he locked his wife in the attic and pretended she was dead, cos I'm not, I'm not getting over that. And I was like, no, 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 it's, it's sort of a happy... Well, it's not a happy ending, but it's more of an ending, but it's, it's a satisfying ending. And, and my friend was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not buying this. I'm, I don't approve of this choice. And I was like, well, it was one of the best choices she could make at the time, and we had a fight. I love fighting about books, I love fighting about made-up people, It's, um, it's much more gratifying and satisfying than fighting about real people, which is what I do in most of my professional life. The reason I chose this book when I was asked to pick one book that spoke to you about freedom and liberty and really changed the way you thought rather than any you know, book about theory or book about, that's explicitly about feminism is because it's, it was very important to me at that young age to see difficulty... And rage and anger at being in a constricted situation represented, and this was the first book I'd read that was honest about that. And there are these, these wonderful moments, these repeated moments where Jane Eyre, as she grows up, confronts figures of authority who are trying to make her live in one way, and trying to make her behave, and trying to make her be be less, basically shrink herself, and she just stands up and says no. And this is the, thats the defining characteristic of Jane Eyre. She she repeatedly makes the non-conventional choice in order to preserve her integrity. And and for me, what feminism is about on an emotional level, not not on a political or an economic level, because this this is not a book about that. But on an emotional level, the experience of feminism and the experience of women's liberation is often about the tension between wanting to be free and wanting to be whole and, on the other hand, wanting to be safe and loved and conventional. And that's not an easy choice. And in a lot of books that I read about feminism, it's presented as an easy choice. It's presented as, you know, there's this one way that women can be strong and powerful and then there's the conventional way, which is sort of weak, and those choices, they're always difficult and they're always compromised. No choice that Jane makes in this book is, is easy. Jane Eyre as a character has a huge amount of moral and personal strength, but she's not presented as that traditional strong female heroine who was, uh, who was very popular in the literature of the time. There is an idea of what strength in women is supposed to be that you know, mainly comes to us through men. Honestly, you know, strong female character. She rides a bicycle, she shoots a gun. You know, she deals with the patriarchy by kicking it in the face. And this is a much more complicated, sensitive way of telling that story. I would like to give a copy of this book, quite honestly, to every shy, lonely, bookish pre-pubescent school kid that I meet uh, with the stipulation that it comes with a different title you know they come to this story fresh and new I'd like to hand this book over and kind of lie about it and say hey this has just been published tell me what you think of it it's a bit problematic in some places but I think you'll relate to some of the rest of it and that's how I'd like to hand this book on
1: Thanks to Lori Penny for sharing her thoughts on Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. We'd love to hear about the writing that made you. Perhaps there's a library book you loved so much you struggled to take it back. Get in touch at British Library on social media and use the hashtag #anythingbutsilent. Anything but Silent is a PixieU production for the British Library. We'll be back in 2 weeks time for our next main episode. Thanks for listening.